You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Get him. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As always, big shout-out if you're listening live on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio. You could be watching live on the YouTube live stream of the Fantasy Sports Network. We have a big-time show for you. It is a Monday after Week 7, so we got to do an autopsy report and see who made it through, who did did not make it through and all of the things that I noticed as trends and takeaways and reactions to week seven. We are going to get that done for sure. What we're also going to do is I'm going to give you my preview of the conclusion of week seven. We got a big time Monday night football game on tap, which is going to kick off in about an hour from now as the Washington football team travels up I-95 to Philadelphia to take on the division leading and only one lost team left in the National Football league that being the Philadelphia Eagles a team by the way your boy spitting speeds was early on and the preseason but I digress what we're also going to do is uh, as usual we got a poll questions up right and on a Monday what we do is we find out who was your diamond in the rough who helped you out who was your Fugazi our nominees for the diamonds this week people that scored two touchdowns out of nowhere OJ Howard for the Bucks Kenny Stills for the Dolphins and Travis Benjamin for the Los Angeles Chargers None of these guys were owned in more than 25% of leagues. If you had them and you started them, you probably got a W in week seven. Or was it somebody else? We want to know. The other thing is, who was your Fugazi? Was it a guy like Demarius Thomas, Jordan Howard, Jordy Nelson? All of these guys defecated the mattress. And as always, we will get your calls. If you want to join the show, be part of the Fantasy Freestyle Cypher and get down with spitting speeds, you can. The number to call a little bit later on is 844-843-6879. And I also must admit, Last time I saw you guys here on the cipher hashtag stat, dropping stats over beats, we were very. I was very excited about the potential of my all rise New York Yankees. They have in fact lost in seven games to the Houston Astros. The World Series will start tomorrow in Los Angeles. I want to say thanks to everybody who hit me up on Twitter, being like, "Hey, sorry for the loss or whatever." And also those trolls out there. I see you, yo. There were trolls hollering at me during the game. Literally seconds after the game, I just responded with my. I linked to my prediction before the season started that I thought the Houston Astros would win the AL pennant. Anybody trolling me, hopefully, also is cashing that ticket like your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. We're going to talk about Monday Night Football. I told you about a trick for Monday Night Football. I hope you listened to me last week. I'm going to give you some contenders on who you could use it on this week as well. You know what it is. We're dropping stats over beats. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. When we come back, we're going to hashtag go through all of these injuries, all of these quarterback changes, some of these votes of confidence, and what I think are the trends from Week 7. And there's a couple of teams emerging in the NFC that I want to talk about as well. You know what it is. Come on back. Stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's go. 
Hey, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fancy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you have to do is play our Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS. Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got you stuck off the realness. We be the infamous, you heard of us. Official Queensbridge murderers, you know what it is. It's Speed the Spitting Statistician, and this is the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Week 7, about to conclude with the Eagles and the Washington football team in about an hour, hour and a half. Let me get you started with the news and notes. After Week 7, we had some headline injuries, as always, on a Monday to discuss. A couple weeks ago, it was Odell Beckham. Last week, it was Aaron Rodgers. There are a couple of quarterbacks that went went down and went down hard and we start in London Carson Palmer has a broken arm initial reports that it would be eight weeks there's an updated timeline which says that he may try and come back in six um I feel bad for Carson Palmer listen Carson Palmer was kind of towards the end right anyway you know I told him I called him one of these sunsetting quarterbacks along with you know, Rivers and Eli and even Big Ben to a certain extent. And I thought that it was going bad for him. I thought it was going bad for him when they lost David Johnson. I called him one of these volume throwers that were actually better for fantasy than he was for his real, you know, Arizona team. And so I feel bad for the Cardinals. Larry Fitzgerald also said it post game. Where do they go from here? Do you remember a couple of years ago when they lost Carson Palmer and Drew Stanton came in? And, like, they still miraculously made it to the playoffs. Listen, in the same way that you saw um, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams all drop with the loss of Aaron Rodgers, the same way you saw all of the Tennessee Titans drop when it was Matt Castle a couple of weeks ago in place of Marcus Mariota, that's what you can expect for your boy, Larry Fitzgerald. If you are a Larry Fitzgerald owner, his production is about to, just like the Beastie Boys say, drop! Okay, so remember that, but I feel really bad for Carson Palmer. This could be the end of his career, to be honest. Like, why would they come back for a team if he comes back in eight weeks, still no David Johnson in early December, and there's something like 4-10? and 10? Why would you come back for that? He needs to consider this. Carson Palmer going to be turning 38 in December, so he could be done. We'll see about that. Jake Cutler cracked his ribs he's gonna be out for two to three weeks hard hit taken while they're against the new york jets they did wind up getting a win in that game and the dolphins are four and two i'm telling you i told i've been saying this for weeks that i think matt moore is ultimately going to be under center for the miami dolphins i've been saying this for a while and i think this injury gives you an excuse i think the dolphins actually looked better the dolphins listen they had matt moore last year when Tannehill went down matt moore kept them afloat and they went to the playoffs last year under Matt Moore being the backup quarterback. Matt Moore still has a career to care about. Unlike Jay Cutler, we've been talking on this show and elsewhere on this network that Jay Cutler just doesn't care anymore. I think this is the perfect impetus to officially make that switch to a guy like Matt Moore. And we don't talk about offensive linemen 
much. But we may have seen the last game from a Hall of Fame offensive lineman. I'm talking about Joe Thomas out there in Cleveland. The Browns have confirmed he tore his triceps. He's on IR. Looks like, and he was talking about, you know, he's taking it year to year, going to consider coming back. Why would you come back to Cleveland? They continue to be a laughing stock. They are now 0-7 with no, you know, Light at the end of the tunnel. Probably going to change regimes again. They thought they had it figured out. They thought they were on the upswing. No, no, no. They were not. So, uh, you know, tip of the cap, though, to Joe Thomas. Remember, a lot of buzz earlier this month that he had his 10,000th career snap. Has really been a cornerstone for that franchise for 11 years. Sad to see him go with a torn triceps. Uh, Delaney Walker, also, it looked like he had a serious injury, but he may have been lucky. They escaped with just a bone bruise, they say. Also, Tennessee is one of the six teams on bye next week, so don't expect to hear too much news about Delaney Walker in the upcoming week. Also, listen, another reason uh, why you can see the legal world and court proceedings, they do not care about your fantasy football team. The NFL wanted to try to expedite the Zeke decision, and the court said, no, we're going to wait until this judge is back from vacation, and that hearing is scheduled for next Next Monday, okay, so that means Zeke is definitely going to play next week, week eight, for the Dallas Cowboys, and boy, did he put on a show against San Francisco yesterday. Also, listen, I'm getting a little bit tired of this. I've been telling people for a long time, as it related to Martavis Bryant, I told you that he wasn't going to be able to play nice in the sandbox. I said it all the way back to draft day when he had that tweet about Juju Smith-Schuster. There is now more on him and Juju Smith-Schuster. This is what I call bad juju from Martavis Bryant, okay, on social media saying, and I quote, Juju is nowhere near better than me, fool. All they need to do is give me what I want, and y'all can have Juju and whoever else. That's what he said on Instagram as a reply to someone who was just giving props to Juju Smith-Schuster. They also say that today he didn't report to the team facility that he called in sick. Martavis Bryant trying to do whatever he possibly can to get off of Pittsburgh, and I don't know why, because Pittsburgh is one of the only offenses left in the NFL that can actually produce Also, Texans left tackle Dwayne Brown ends his holdout, reported back to the team. They say that uh, he won't be traded or anything. It may take a little bit of a time, but I think this is a great help for the rookie quarterback, okay? Getting your Pro Bowl left tackle to end their holdout to support Deshaun Watson, I think that's a good thing for the Houston Texans as they continue to trend up in that division along with Jacksonville. Also, remember I've been talking about Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, they're saying he will not play in Week 8, obviously, but they're saying because they have to go to London and play in that notoriously bad field out there as they play the Browns in London on week eight so that maybe though after the bye in week nine he could be available for the minnesota vikings in week 10 and in your weekly browns news outside of joe thomas they again have yet to name their starter for next week all right um you know we're gonna get practice reports and all that stuff a little bit later on in the week but what i want to do here on the fantasy freestyles i want to talk about some of the trends that i noticed some of the big takeaways and also we hold ourselves accountable here on the fantasy freestyle i'll tell you what i got right my shot that were called my called shots here and i will tell you who put it in my eye in week seven i try to get ahead of the game because then when we open up the phone lines at 844-843-6879 people are going to be telling me what i got right and what i got wrong so i want to humbly acknowledge it first all right first of all in week seven 
The bad offense continues. I've been talking about this all season long. Fantasy scoring is depressed, but there is bad offense. I've been saying it about the offensive line. I've been saying it about the quarterback play. Remember how last week the Baltimore Ravens had not one but two return touchdowns and how that outscored a bunch of teams? This week... Your boy Eddie Jackson, cornerback for the Chicago Bears, had not one but two return touchdowns, one off a fumble and one off a pick, I do believe, both of over 70 yards. So big shout-out to him, probably Defensive Player of the Week, I might say. But his two touchdowns, by himself, Eddie Jackson outscored 10 NFL teams this week. The Panthers had no offensive touchdowns. His own Bears, no offensive touchdowns. In that game between the Titans and the Browns, 10-9 in overtime, no offensive touchdowns. The Denver Broncos, shut out. The Indianapolis Colts, shut out. The Arizona Cardinals, shut out. The Denver Broncos, shut out. The 49ers, one touchdown as they put up 10 points against the Cowboys in a blowout. The Atlanta Falcons, one touchdown as they have something to fix in Atlanta between Sarkeesian getting a little too cute. The New York Giants, one touchdown as they lose to Russell Wilson at home to go to 1-6. and six. I'm telling you, it's getting to the point where you need to only look at these teams that are actually decent offenses. For example... I'd rather Ted Ginn Jr., who at least is on this Saints offense, I'd rather him than the number one wide receiver on some of these teams, you know, like Pierre Garçon on San Francisco. They're not getting into the end zone. Give me Ted Ginn Jr. Give me Nelson Aguilar on Philadelphia. They look like they can move the ball. At least that offense has potential over what? Dante Moncrief on this Indianapolis team that can't get in the end zone? Give me, you know, there's so few offenses. Give me Chris Hogan, the second option on a good team. Give me that. Give me, give me Tyreek Hill, the third option on a good team behind Hunt and behind Kelsey. Ahead of what? What? Something on now the Cardinals? Larry Fitzgerald isn't going to do squadoosh with Drew Stanton. As his quarterback, that's what you got to do now these days. It's crazy. And you know what it's doing? It's making kickers and defenses more important. I had Matt Bryant as my kicker in my own season-long team. and got me minus one. I'm playing against Chris Boswell, who got 19 points. That's 20 points in the kicker difference. Are you kidding me? You have Dan Bailey getting hurt. Right away. Kickers and defenses are all of a sudden more important in this depressed atmosphere. It's like a seven-point spread when the total is only 38 points, okay? Listen, I got a lot of stuff right. I got a lot of stuff wrong. But I'm telling you right now, just go by the offense. You want no part of the Cleveland Browns. You want no part of the Indianapolis Colts moving forward. When we come back, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you what I got right. I'm going to tell you what I got wrong. And we're going to open up the phone lines, all right? So the time is now. Holla at your boy at 8. 844-843-6879. Speeds told you about Adrian Peterson. He told you about the Giants offense. He was a little bit off on these tight ends, though, I admit. Come on back, Fantasy Freestyle. Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas. These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. They're due to break out, just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app, FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
a little mathematics by my man Most Deaf as we come back dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez holding you down. And I got Chris Bavona, the manimal, with me here. All the ones and twos. We keep it so hot that we sweat steam. As we look back on week seven of the NFL season, I'm telling you right now, moving forward, when you guys ask me trade questions or sit-start questions, I'm going to tell you, look at the team itself. And if that offense is one of these horrible offenses around the league, it's not getting any better. Look at the offensive line play. Look at the quarterback play. And it is a sad state of affairs this year. But I do want to talk about what I got right, what I got wrong, and then we're going to open up the phone lines. So holler at me if you want at 844-843-6879. And then also at the end of the show, for everybody following along on the YouTube Live, holler at your boy. Ask your questions if you want. My man, Chris Venture, the analyst. We're going to get the best couple of those at the end of the show and answer those as well. And if you like what you see in there on the YouTube stream, hit that hit that thumbs up button right there. That's what I'm talking about. Yo, I told you about Adrian Peterson. Everybody was so hyped off him after his debut against Tampa. And I was like, listen, I still kind of don't think this is going to be anything special. I still think he's going to regress. I still think he's a little bit old. And what happened in just week two? I told you about that extra trip to London. 11 carries, 21 yards. And what's worse is you lost the chance to sell on Adrian Peterson because now no one's going to want him with the Carson Palmer injury out there in Arizona. I told y'all to sell on Adrian Peterson. Shot called by your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. I also told you to fade Orleans Darkwa and that Giants offense. I told you that that was a one-week one week wonder, kind of like a one-hit wonder, like a Mambo number five or something like that. Dude, uh, Darkwa, 35 yards. Wayne Gallman, 15 yards. As a team, the Giants ran 17 times for 46 yards. That's less than three per carry. Eli, also only 134 yards. I told you to continue to fade this Giants offense. Hopefully, you didn't spend your waiver wire on a guy like Wayne Gallman or a guy like Orleans Darkwa because I told you not to. Another thing that I was telling you about is that these Saints are going to produce, specifically both Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. I was telling you guys last week that I love Alvin Kamara, that Kamara, um, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore Kamara, they are all, uh, Alvin and Mark Ingram are both viable. I was telling you you could get both of them in your lineups. I equate them basically. They are this year's version of Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. I know the guys were saying it earlier on Roto Experts in the morning, but Mark Ingram is an RB1, and Alvin Kamara is startable week to week, especially in PPR settings. In PPR settings, he's a low-end RB2. He's top 20, top 25, in my opinion, just like Freeman and Coleman were down there in the NFC South last year, okay? I call these guys so fresh and so clean because it's not like this thunder and lightning thing like it used to be like you had to have the big bruising back and then the like scat shifty back no these are both studs independently and here's what's going on also with the saints and this is something you are never going to hear anywhere else their defense is improved with a guy like drew Brees, all you need to do is have average defense and you are going to have a chance right now the Saints are 13th in the NFL in points per game given up. They are 7th in turnovers. They are 15th in yards. That is average and slightly better than average. And don't get it twisted. The drafting of this rookie, Marshawn Lattimore, is really helping them out on the back end. This guy has a pro football focus grade of 94, which is the highest 
ever through half a season for a rookie. They are getting it done on the, in, a, in an average fashion. They are no longer a laughing stock. And you combine that with Drew Brees and these two running backs, I think they could be this year's version of the Atlanta Falcons. Like, let me tell you something. You know, it's all about quarterbacks, right? If Tell me who you trust right now more than Drew Brees in the league right now. Honestly, honestly, Aaron Rodgers out. Tom Brady getting hit left and right. You know, uh, Russell Wilson has a bad offensive line. There's questions about Ben Roethlisberger. Matt Ryan is down this year. Uh, You know, Carson Wentz, Matt Stafford still unproven. Who do you trust more than Drew Brees? I'm telling you, I think I like what they are doing in New Orleans. Okay, what I got wrong, I must admit, this Falcons game. On Sunday night, I thought they would continue the streak of putting up points and putting up 300 yards against Tom Brady. That did not happen. Their offense is a little too cute, in my opinion, under Steve Sarkeesian. I think Chris Collinsworth said it best on the telecast. They have Julio Jones. They have Sanu. They have Freeman. They have Coleman. They need to attack in the same way they were last year instead of going side to side. This horizontal jet sweep with a guy like Tyler Gabriel, it's not going to cut it. They need to regroup and figure out what they're doing. Too bad they've already had their bye. I also got it wrong. In terms of some of these bargain tight ends, I was telling you about George Kittle, that connection with C.J. Beathard, the Iowa connection. Didn't do jack. Why? Because they're one of these bad offenses. I told you about Hooper. Didn't do jack with the return of Mohamed Sanu. Okay, my man um, Tyler Croft did get into the end zone, but that's about it. And then ultimately, what put it in my eye the most, I must admit, was if you go back to Thursday, Amari Cooper with his 44 points. I must admit, I got that one wrong, but you guys all agreed with me in that poll question. 57% of you did at least saying that you would sell Amari Cooper right now. I would as well. Checking in on the poll real quick. Which diamond in the rough helped you win your league? Kenny Stills was only owned in 21% of leagues, but he popped off with two touchdowns, replacing Devontae Parker. 31% of you say Kenny Stills helped you to a Week 7 win. We also have some other responses. That dude on Twitter said the Rams defense with that shutout and Mark Ingram. I'm telling you, Mark Ingram's not a diamond in the rough, though. Mark Ingram is an RB1 moving forward, and I've been telling you about this for a little while. Clayton Trahan, who always responds, says Ted Ginn Jr. got it done for them. Robert Woods got it done for Robert Murphy. I told you about Robert Woods. I had him in my DFS lineup. I told you about the non Patrick Peterson wide receiver, wideouts two and three for whoever's playing Arizona, and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods had relatively decent games for the Rams as they stomped on the Cardinals, shut them out, and grabbed hold of first place in the NFC West. And with that Wade Phillips defense rounding into form, watch out for the Rams in the NFC as well. All right, here we go. We're going to open up the phone lines right now. We got a couple of people out there that I want to get to. We're going to kick it off right now. Hashtag dropping stats over beats. We're going to get it started with Pete in Staten Island. Pete in Staten Island likes to call the show. How is week seven for you, or is it still up for grabs? You are talking with Speeds, the Spenton Statistician on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. What's going on, Pete? Oh, what's happening? Uh, Yeah, last week wasn't bad. I mean, Adam Thielen, you know, he kind of was a little, look, he had total targets, but, you know, I was expecting a bit more. Yeah, the targets were there. He didn't convert. He was okay, but not what we expected. Yeah, so now I'm in a little bit of a conundrum here because um, somebody did, I'm in a PPR league. Okay. He's hot on Des Bryant, okay? He's offering me, and I'm not going to do this one, he's offering me Alex Smith and Jordy Nelson for Des and Ingram. So I I turned that down. Yeah, you can't do that. Okay? No. What I considered doing, though, is offer a 
calling him Amir Abdullah and Dez for Smith and Chris Thompson. What do you think of that? Um, so my question is, why do you need Alex Smith so much? Why, why do you need this, this quarterback so much? Well, my quarterbacks are Keenum okay. and Hundley. Because right. I lost okay. Aaron Rodgers last week. No, so that makes sense. That so makes I'm, sense for me. Um, I got nobody left to pick up except McCown. Yeah. Or I can pick up. Um, I could pick up Bridgewater. Just you know, put down the road. Or I could pick up Matt Moore. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Listen, Alex Smith continues to be solid, and Alex Smith also. Here's the other thing that I'll tell you about Alex Smith, Pete, is that Alex Smith also is sneaky with his rushing yards. Okay, so I like that. And what I'm doing right now is I'm bringing up the Cowboys schedule because my theory on Dez is that he eats up teams that don't have elite cornerbacks, but when he faces elite cornerbacks, they can kind of shut him down a little bit, as you know, right? So I'm looking at the fantasy playoffs, and I see in week 16, they have the Seattle Seahawks. I don't like that. I see in week 14, they are at the New York Giants. Jackrabbit has owned him. They have some other uh, tough matchups in the very end of the season. Josh Norman will be on him in week 13. Casey Hayward with the Chargers in week 12. So because of that, I'm okay moving Dez. I think Chris Thompson is better than Amir Abdullah in PPR formats, so I'm okay with that. I liked what you're thinking. If this guy goes for Abdullah and Dez, then I would pull the trigger, my friend, uh, because Dez's matchups do not look good as we head to the fantasy playoffs, but thanks for the call as always, Pete. Let me know how it turns out. Keeping it moving here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Next up, we have Keith in Baltimore. Keith in Baltimore wants to know about Jordy Nelson. I don't have happy news for him, but Keith, you're on the fantasy freestyle. What's up? Well, I mean, I've been feeling that way about Jordy Nelson. Two points this week, really hurting. And also, to double down on that, I had Amari Cooper on the bench. So oh, that's rough. So, yeah. So, do I ride with Cooper and let the bye week see if Jordy Nelson comes back strong, or should I try to shop him and get something? Yeah, I mean... Here's the thing, man. You have the bye week, right? You have the bye week, as you mentioned, next week. And then, to be quite honest, after that, home against Detroit at Chicago, those are two games where he could get a chance. I would I would give it one more chance, man. I wouldn't cut bait on him just yet, Keith. I wouldn't sell him for pennies on the dollar. Because right now, if you look to trade Jordy, people are going to be like, it's like, you know, blood in the water for sharks, okay? And they're going to try to bend you over a barrel and make you f- force you to trade pennies on the dollar. I wouldn't do it just yet. I would hope you get some positive reports after the buy and maybe one good game in week nine, and then maybe I'd pull the trigger. But right now, you would have to trade pennies on the dollar, so I wouldn't do it just yet, Keith, but I understand the struggle for you. It is real, and I personally don't think it's going to get much better, but you got to hope that with the extra buy and the extra kind of scheming, See what happens after Detroit in Week 9. Coming back here on the Fantasy Freestyle after the break, we got a couple of more uh, calls. Eli in Oregon, Evan in Philly. Hang on right now. I'm going to come and get right back to you after the break. Then we're going to talk about my preview of Monday Night Football, Washington football team against the Philadelphia Eagles. We're dropping stats over beats. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. It's the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? 
Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Hi, I'm Kyle Bearclaw, and you're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Move! Get out the way, yo! It's your boy Dane Martinez right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The number to call, we got a couple of spots still left, or is at 844-843-6879. We're going to take some callers, and I'm going to give you my preview of Monday Night Football in the NFC East tonight as the Washington football team travels to Philadelphia to take on the best record in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles. Hmm, who might have talked about that a little bit before the season even started? Hashtag stats over beats. Let's pick it up on the phones. We pick it up with Eli. Eli's out there in Oregon. I got some family out there in Oregon, so big shout out to Eli. Beautiful country out there. Uh, you are dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle. Want to f- find out my thought about these Eagles running backs, huh, Eli? Yes, sir. Yeah, I was just curious, because so I used to actually have Wendell Smallwood yeah. in my uh, Yahoo uh, league and so I just realized or I just saw the update that he just got cleared so I was curious whether or not I should play him over LeGarrette Blunt. All right Eli is this PPR or standard? This is PPR. Okay so that's a very important difference as you know when you have Wendell Smallwood okay let me give you the difference right here. Wendell Smallwood is really f- taking over what Darren Sproles used to do for this team. He is going to be the back in on third down. He's going to be the back in when Wentz is in the shotgun. He's going to be the back in on you know the two and four minute offense. I expect LeGarrette Blunt, LGBT rights to be in on the early down work and as this game is close in between the tackles okay that's why i asked in ppr or standard in standard settings the answer is the garrett blunt however i believe this game script is going to be kind of an up and down kind of game i believe both teams they may be it may be a game where it's like kind of slow and low scoring in the first half and in the at halftime it might be something like 13 10 and everyone's gonna be like oh i thought speed said this would be a high scoring game and then watch it open up in the second half and because of that i think that wendell smallwood actually especially in ppr formats has a chance to outscore legarrett blunt so in ppr format I think that as this game opens up, that trends for Wendell Smallwood. I would actually put Smallwood in over Blunt because for Blunt to return value tonight, you need him to get into the end zone. And I think that... uh they're going to attack through the air. The Redskins are 8th in the league against the rush, but 18th in the league against the pass. So I think that Carson Wentz is going to try and do it through the air, and I think that means more of Wendell Smallwood. Let's keep it moving here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Evan in Philadelphia. I hear it's always sunny out there. Are you at Patty's Pub watching the game? You want to talk to me about these run- running backs. Evan, you're on the Fantasy Freestyle. Are you at Patty's Pub? No, I'm not. I'm actually a Steelers fan, actually. So. All right, fair enough. So uh, I can still help you out. You need running back depth. Uh, I hope uh, you don't need depth if you have your boy Le'Veon Bell. He has been killing it. 35 carries a game recently. It's like they figured out that the way to oh, yeah. uh, win games was to go through L. Bell. How can I help you, though, with the depth in your running back spot? 
All right, so I got a I got Hunt and Kamara as my starters, but Love it. Uh, I got to find something not to do with Darkwa. Um, so I'm I'm keeping Montgomery, just waiting to see if he pans out. But uh, for Darkwa, I could pick up Smallwood or Mac, or I could pick up Lockett and Stills and try to trade somebody for Joe Mixon or somebody kind of like mid RB two range. Yeah, who are the two what guys you, you had? Smallwood and who else? And Mac. Um, I, I I can pick up Smallwood or Mac. Is this PPR? Possibly on the waivers. Yes, 1.0 PPR. Yeah, so both, I mean, to be quite honest, to be quite honest, yes. I think you definitely over Darkwa. I think you could drop Darkwa, and, and I would go I would go Smallwood over Mac. I think Smallwood is going to get more, uh, more uh, production. Quite frankly, if you were listening to the start of my show, Evan, I'm saying that one of the things I'm looking at right off the bat is what offense they're playing in, right? And this, in, when it comes to Mac, that Indianapolis Colts offense is blunt guts trash, you know? They are going multiple games where they're just not scoring enough points. On the other hand, this Philadelphia Eagles offense looks like one of the more dynamic offenses in the NFL. So if I have to get the third down back from a, from a dumpster fire offense, or the third down back from one of the more dynamic offenses give me Wendell Smallwood and yes I would roster Smallwood over Darkwa right now but don't get me wrong Mac is also interesting especially if you want uh, can stash him for a little bit later on in the year but right now Evan I think the answer is uh, putting in that claim and getting Smallwood in for Orleans Darkwa keeping a move in here on the fantasy freestyle up next is John in North Carolina John in Carolina how can I help you out you're dropping stats over beats on the fantasy freestyle hey what's up man how you doing doing i making it happen i need to sweat out uh, monday night football though to be quite honest i need to sweat out monday night football (laughs) which is not like what i like i I like just watching the game being excited about it chilling on the couch i am going to be sweating it out until the last drive and that doesn't really make me happy well uh, but go ahead john how can i help so uh, i got a trade question for you um somebody wants to so i have tyreek hill and Kamara, and if someone wants to trade me Amari Cooper and uh, Joe Mixon for Hill and Kamara, and I'm I'm a little on the fence about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Is this okay, PPR? Is this PPR, John? No, it's a standard. That's the thing. All right. Well, that makes it a little bit less uh, sure for me, to be quite honest, but I still wouldn't do it. I believe Kamara, rest of season, is a better running back than Joe Mixon. Okay? I believe he's a much better running back in PPR formats, but I think he's still getting production. That Saints offense is still doing it. That's pretty much a wash to me. And then when I look at Tyree Kill and Amari Cooper, this guy is trying to sell Amari Cooper off of that great game he had on Thursday. I'm not buying it. If you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle, you know I've been down on Amari Cooper and I I anticipated a lot of people are going to try to sell Amari Cooper off that one game. I would not be caught dead, John, being the guy who buys Amari Cooper off of just that one game. And I actually think Kamara greater than signed Joe Mixon moving forward. Joe Mixon had something like seven uh, carries. They for some reason they're still using Jeremy Hill. They're still using Giovanni Bernard. I wouldn't do it, but John, it sounds like I'm just confirming for you what you already thought. So I'm happy to be able to validate you on. The fantasy freestyle. That's what I'm here for as we drop stats over beats. Next and last up tonight on the fantasy freestyle, it is a friend of the show. We're going down to Tejas with Dylan. You are back on the fantasy freestyle. How week seven go for you? You get a win? Uh, I'm pretty sure I I got a win. I'm going to move to five and two. He's got a kicker and a defensive player left to play, but I'm up 
I'm up by 33, so I think I'm safe. That sounds uh, good. I never say anything but, is, like, you know, confirmed <laughs> just yet. That's why they play the games, but it sounds safe. You sound like you're in a better position than I am going into uh, Monday night. But how can we help you, Dylan? Oh, yeah, I got a trade question, man. I had uh, – I'm the one that had Todd Gurley and Lev Bell at running back, and my receiver core wasn't so high. Right. Uh, I got an offer. I got an offer on Todd Gurley. Now, Todd Gurley, he's he's the number one fantasy player right now, but I got an offer for him uh, for Julio and Delaney Walker for Todd Gurley. And right now my receivers are Garcon, uh, Bryant, who I'm I'm just going to put him on the bench. He's yeah. no longer – I can't even – I've got no hope for that guy now. And uh, Devontae Parker and uh, – Ted Ginn, Kenny Stills, and Corey Davis. Uh, I don't know if I should just hold out hope that Corey Davis will pop off and be something great like Beckham was right. or or what. You know, let me tell you something because we did talk last week, right? And I said if you wanted to, what you would, what, what you, and, and it would be not easy to do, but you would dangle Gurley or dangle Bell and do a kind of two-for-two. Two. Let me tell you something, Dylan. Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell are my number, like, one and two running backs for the rest of the season. You know what I mean, Dylan? So, like, because of that and because you're absolutely right, I think the key for you could be Corey Davis. Corey Davis coming back from the bye, I could see, you know, Corey Davis, Pierre Garçon, and Devontae Parker as a serviceable three wideouts to go with, especially if you're riding out Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell because there are so few studs anymore. There are so few. And to be honest, you'd be getting Julio and Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker has like a high ankle sprain or a bone bruise. I don't know how he's going to be going forward. Julio Jones, yeah, he's a stud, but they have a lot of work to do in that Atlanta offense. I, I You know... The shine is a little off the rose that is Julio Jones. So I'm going to say no, Dylan. I'm going to say keep your incredible strength at running back with Todd Gurley and Lev Bell. And what you want to do, man, is see if anybody would take uh, Martavis Bryant. See if you can get any wide receiver that's actually been solid and consistent this year, you know, from what, for the name value of Martavis Bryant. See if you could trade Martavis Bryant, I don't know, for a Cooper Cup or a Robert Woods, you know, or, or, or anybody, you know, and see if you could just augment your squad that way. But I think you are actually okay. I would keep my incredible strength of Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell, and thank you for the call. All right, but also, if what we got to do here, is we got to tell you once again about DKMS here, the fight against blood cancer that we're doing here at the Fantasy Sports Network. We are partnering with DKMS. You learn a lot about how you can fight blood cancer, okay? It's real simple. Go on dailyrodo.com. Go on rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. You learn a little bit more. You could register to be a blood donor. You could register to be a bone marrow donor. And you could also play in these DFS tournaments for free every week of the season. And if you win, go to the finals. You win that. You can win tickets for two to Super Bowl 52 in Minnesota. But more importantly, you become uh, a winner at life, even if you lose at DFS, all right, because uh, you can really help out 
someone uh, that is struggling with this disease. When we come back here on uh, the Fantasy Freestyle, I'm going to give you my thoughts real quick on Monday Night Football, and you also are going to hear from my guy Chris Ventra, the analyst. He's going to ask one or two questions from the YouTube stream, see if I can help the people out there on YouTube as well. We're dropping stats over beats. It is the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're going to come back and talk about Monday Night Football, where the Philadelphia Eagles are five-point favorites at home. The over under on that game is 48 and a half. I expect points to be scored, guys. I like Carson Wentz. I like Kirk Cousins. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I'm going to tell you about this trick. I'm going to give you my preview, and we're going to get to some YouTube questions. We're dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Freestyle. Martavis Bryant. I told you that he wasn't going to be able to play nice in the sandbox. I said it all the way back to draft day when he had that tweet about Juju Smith-Schuster. This is what I call bad Juju from Martavis Bryant, okay? And I quote, Juju is nowhere near better than me, fool. Martavis Bryant trying to do whatever he possibly can to get off of Pittsburgh, and I don't know why because Pittsburgh is one of the only offenses left in the NFL that can actually produce. Weekdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Bees, the spitting statistician. Let me tell you real quick what I think about Monday Night Football. This is a tale of two quarterbacks. Carson Wentz is getting supported left and right with his weapons, with his offensive line, with his defense. Kirk Cousins, not so much. Terrell Pryor, where have you been? Jamison Crowder, where have you been? He's now relying on guys like Chris Thompson and like Vernon Davis as a healthy tight end. Will the kid Josh Dotson rise up? Also, remember here, I told you guys last week, what you can do in many formats is make a speculative ad, okay? Guys that have played already are on the waiver wire. Guys that are on buy or guys that are playing tonight's game are still free agents. If you have a roster spot that you can burn, drop someone and try these speculative ads. What about Wendell Smallwood, who I talked about. He's owned in 39% of leagues. He is going to get the passing down work. If you're in a PPR setting with the return of Smallwood, drop the last guy on your roster and pick up Wendell Smallwood in a speculative fashion. What about Josh Dotson? He might emerge tonight and be one of the highest added guys. He's only 12% owned. If you could spare the roster spot, do it right now. Okay? Personally, I think this is going to be a shootout. I like the over in this game, and I like Philadelphia to continue their hot streak. They have been moving the ball. I think this goes back and forth. Could be a game where it's the last team that has the ball. The number of five, five and a half is scary, but give me Philadelphia to cover. Something like a, a oh, I don't know, a 28-21, 27-20, something like that. Maybe a 30-24, something like that. I think it's a back and forth game. I think it's a tight game, and I think it goes slightly over the total. Hey, uh, Chris Ventra down there in the Fantasy Sports Dungeon we got some YouTube questions. What are the people asking? I want to help out those people, too, because they hit the thumbs up button and they subscribe and they check it out on the Fantasy Sports YouTube channel. And I love it so much because, you know, it makes me have to, you know, dress up OK. I can't just be rocking like, you know, tattered T-shirts anymore because I'm on video now. <laughs> so let me help these people out. Ventra, what are they asking? All right. So uh, first one real quick. Yeah. PPR League. Rest of season. Who would you go with? 
Who do you like more, Kenny Stills or Mohamed Sanu? Mohamed Sanu. I think Mohamed Sanu is the number two uh, pass catcher there in Atlanta. Kenny Stills, I like what he did in the last week or two. But remember, when Devontae Parker comes back, he gets a bigger target share. That is Parker and Jarvis Landry in Miami, and that's Matt Moore under center. Give me Mohamed Sanu. It's a new day because he's the number two option there, and i much rather have Matt Ryan throwing to me. Right. Who else? We got a question. We got one more. Yeah, I got one more for you. Cool. Um, standard league. Who who do you like here? Uh, Legarrette Blunt or Chris Thompson? This is standard league, though. Not standard PPR. is interesting yeah. because it's standard. Legarrette Blunt could be the answer. Chris Thompson, right. I love in PPR formats, but when you think about standard, also check this out. If Chris Thompson, Chris Thompson has had games where he gets like ninety yards in the passing game, that equates to the sixty-five yards that LGBT gets. Like if Legarrette Blunt gets me seventy yards and a touchdown, that's thirteen points, right? Mm-hmm. I can see Chris Thompson getting. You know, 65 yards through the air, 20 on the ground for eight. And then if he gets in the end zone on a, on a screen pass or something, it's the same. I think yeah. the safer play is LeGarrette Blunt in standard, but don't get it twisted. Okay, Chris Thompson is going to get work today in the run game and in the pass game, so he is still viable. If this was PPR, I would love Chris Thompson because it's standard. The safer play is LeGarrette Blunt, but if you're in a position where you need to shoot for the fences or swing for the fences because you're down in your matchup, I still think Chris Thompson is the one that can pop off and get you 100, 150 yards today. What do you think about that, Chris? You know, I think it's interesting. I think that, you know, before the season, I would say Blunt would be the better guy. And then, you know, because of the volume and stuff, but Thompson's getting more and more volume, and he's becoming a, the go one of the go-to passing options in yeah. this offense. So he absolutely can't deny is. that. You're right. These wide receivers have defecated the mattress, whether it be Crowder or Pryor. And Thompson has been old reliable for Kirk Cousins, so we shall see. But put a gun to my head. I think Philly covers at home, and I like this total to go slightly over. But I pass on the total if you want one bet. I like Philly tonight, all right? When we come back, we talk hot waiver ads. It'll be Tuesday. Fantasy Freestyle. Come on. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.